<laughs> Goat League Assemble. Welcome back to the Goat League podcast. Today is October 26th, Wednesday, and today's episode is brought to you by Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes are flushable wipes for on-the-go and at-home situations. Oh, and other sweet products like powder, face, and body wipes. As seen on Shark Tank, check out Dude Wipes at a store or Amazon near you. Cheers to that, and welcome into the Goat League podcast. Ah, I just popped open an old ice-cold Modelo. Nice. I am having a well-out-of-season, natural, light, natter day. Oh, that is uh, well out of season, my friend. Oh, it's it's the bottom of the it's the bottom of the fridge, and then it's just, it's finally getting cleaned out before the uh, the plethora of pumpkin beers and Oktoberfests. I also put in a uh, a little Zen, you know. That's another one of our sponsors for the uh, the Goat League podcast, uh, hosted by me, uh, Kyle, and and also uh, you, Charles. So, uh, how are we doing this week? Doing great. I want to thank Dude Wipes. I've never used. Actually, I have used Dude Wipes, and they are nice. I'm gonna start. I've used Dude Powder, and uh, it's even better. Now that they're um, now that they're a corporate sponsor, I'm gonna actually start. Might have to. I think it's in your contract. So, um, but glad everybody's tuning in. Uh, we had a, a, a crazy week in fantasy, per usual. Getting right here in the middle of the season now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but, you know, without further ado, um, we, you know, we're going to talk our, our dragons before. Um, and, you know, so big spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Skip about a minute or two ahead if you haven't seen it yet. Um, Kyle, I'll let you start. Uh, the Black Queen, man. Um, what an episode. What a way. You know, we were getting we were getting put on a cliffhanger. We knew it from the get go. Uh, gonna be yeah. honest, I didn't think we'd get to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening on audible to fire and blood right now. I didn't think we'd get to Amond killing, um, one of the twin, uh, one of the, uh, Rhaenyra's children yet. I, I thought that would be something like season two, but, uh, we're here now. Yeah. Yeah. We're there. And in the book, correct me if I'm wrong, I, th- I saw something about this on Twitter, so you know, you know how that is. But um, in the book, it said they found out that he died because the dragon's, like, head and body washed up, like, on the shores, like, three days later or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the, one of the great things, Charles, about the book, and, and I didn't realize this before, you know, reading it, but it dives hundreds of years even prior to Viserys being a king like we've got Aegon the Conqueror he just created uh the Iron Throne um and and like he's the one who did all that and and we've got Baratheons in there and it's uh it's really interesting it's kind of crazy it's like I think whoever is like the main heads behind um house of dragons was like we can't do seven more seasons of this we're, we're gonna upset people 
we're going to drag it out too long. So we're going to do four seasons and we're going to just, we're going to only do it about the um, dance with dragons. And uh, I think they, I think they nailed it after a first season. I think I could say, I could, you know, 10 episodes in, I could solemnly say I'm back on the, uh, I'm back on the game of Thrones train. You've got me hooked again. Great season. I can't wait till next year. Yeah, I think it sets – I mean, watching the whole first season, I think it sets up the rest of it to be really good. I mean, right. you're gonna, if you watch the first season, I mean, you probably – you know, if you watch a lot of original Game of Thrones, then, you know, you kind of were left wanting a little bit of action. I mean, there wasn't like a whole lot of battle scenes or anything like that. If that's something that you tune in for specifically – um, I think a lot of that was set up to be, you know, we got dragons involved. There's going to be some shit happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so. now, now that the season's over, I'm going to move on. I'm going to start the Lord of the Rings uh, series. Nice. I'm also going to do Andor, the Star Wars series, which I heard was really good, a little bit darker, a little bit more mature audience uh, centered than your typical. Uh, Mandalorian or Boba Fett that's on Disney Plus. So I'm kind of looking forward to those two right now. But Charles, today's the 26th of October. Tomorrow's October 27th. We're going to have 27 straight days of fucking football. Let's, starting. Let's, let's go. Starting tomorrow? Yes. Nice. That's awesome. That's great. It, it's insanity. And we, uh, We've already been, you know, had a big increase in football, and now it's about to, you know, get even more so. And then we're going to yep. get into college basketball here in a few weeks. Yep. Um, well, shit, and that's I, crazy. I, it's crazy. I, and I've got one more little plug for the for the uh, for the league. Um, if you haven't listened yet, uh, the new the new Jeezy album, Snowfall, is it's it's correctly done. It is phenomenal. I feel like. He's taking it back to the the uh, thug motivation, the inspiration, the recession days. He's got DJ drama on it. It feels like it's a mixtape. Feels like it's a mixtape from like 2008 again. Um, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, even the 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 intro track alone has me like I've been I put it on every morning since last Friday, just getting ready to absolutely obliterate the day it's, it's a great first song right yeah out of the gates lube, lube them up with the grease like in mykonos and then you get the jeezy laugh i mean great <laughs> yeah it is it and is i've great. i've missed the uh you know i used to i, I miss like the mixtape era like even with little wayne where you got the little like ends like you know you always got like dj dramas mr thanksgiving um <laughs> Yeah. Or or you got the like little DJ plug like problematic, <laughs> you know that's kind of yeah. I I love that I stuff. When it was uh it was uh dr- dramatic, but that was the one where yeah. dr- dramatic. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the other one that's like? Uh, Damn son, where'd you find this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh the Empire. If you ain't heard this track, then this is not a true exclusive. <laughs> Oh man, good good times. Yeah, 
Oh man, and that'll get you. Those songs get you hype. The the first Jeezy song gets you hype right out of the gate. Um, and and speaking of hype, we're midway through the fantasy football year. It's crazy and, to uh, say. It's crazy to say. It's absolutely crazy to say. Um, and I, by year, I meant regular season. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and uh, and it's been it's uh, it was an interesting week. You know, we. We had some teams that were middling. Um, we had some teams that, you know, had obviously by Mageddon's, um, you know. So it was interesting to see how everything played out. Um, I want to start with uh, – just go ahead and get it out of the way. I want to start with the Paul-Mooney matchup because, you know, we knew Mooney was kind of doomed from the start. Here. Yeah, and, and- – and also, R.I.P. Paul Mooney, a uh, great comedian uh, that was seen on Chappelle's show. Um, yeah, I know, ask, I know you didn't. Black guy. And yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I know you didn't mean to say Paul Mooney, but uh, the Paul <laughs> Mooney matchup. But yes, R.I.P. Paul Mooney. Um, uh, yeah, it's that's an all-time uh, comedian right there. But yeah, kind of looking at this matchup. I mean, we knew what was going to happen, Mooney actually put up more points than I thought he would. I, I didn't think he would get 60 points, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, especially with A.J. Dillon and Chase Edmonds just absolutely um, faltering. You know, they put up a combined, like, three points. Yeah. Uh, you know, but shout-out to Christian Kirk. Jacksonville Giants game was unreal to watch. And then uh, and what's his, is it Peyton Campbell? Paris, Paris Campbell. Campbell. Paris Campbell. Uh the the old the old French. The old Frenchie put up 18 points <laughs> with, with 10 catches and a touchdown. So that yeah, was 12 that targets. was nice to Insane. see. You know, we kind of knew what was going to happen with Paul Paul, you know, Mahomes put up 30, Ezekiel Elliott had two touchdowns, Devonte Adams had eight catches. George Kittle with a touchdown, and then old Kenneth, old Kenny Walker. Yeah, the man is—he's already 18th running back in fantasy, and he's only Crazy. started two weeks. Crazy! I'm actually gonna our guest today. I'm actually gonna propose a trade. Spoiler alert: our guest is is Paul Barnhill. I'm gonna actually propose a trade to him live on air. So we'll look forward to that. But yeah, Paul moves to four and three and Mooney falls to four and three. So Paul with three game win streak after, you know, starting the year off the way he did, things are looking promising. Mooney, nothing to worry about. I, I'm, I'm really not concerned with him falling four and three. I think he picks it back up uh, here soon. Yeah. He's getting Josh Allen, AJ Brown, Cooper cup and Dalvin cook all back. So yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be fine. Um, all right. Well, next is uh, probably uh, the second the second closest matchup of the old week. It was uh, Team Lick versus Team yep. uh, Delaney needs a Walker. Old Weston Weston was in desperate need of a win after a three game schneid, and uh, he got it as Team Big Lick falls to two and five. Yeah, the old the old three game schneid is not something you ever look forward to, but Weston he was there uh, through six weeks. Weston with 90 points. Team's still kind of struggling a little bit. He has some injuries here and there. You know, the DeAndre Swift being out, uh, James Conner being out. 
but you know he 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 hung on in uh, uh, with ten points, Waddle with ten points, Miami defense with three interceptions, only allowing ten points, and then Scary Terry absolutely carving up my uh, cheese heads over here. Made a charcuterie board out of them, if you will, with sixteen <laughs> points. That right there wins you the week. Lick on the other side, Justin Herbert has looked pretty mid the last couple weeks since his injury. Shout out Aaron Jones, getting him 24 points, or he probably would have scored less than Mooney. And then, uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk with a uh, another promising week with um, seven catches, 80 yards. Yeah, he, he, he's definitely carving a role. I think Jimmy G definitely likes him better than Trey Lance likes him for whatever reason. Um, so that's advantage Ayuk. Plus, I think Debo's had a little hammy, you know, lingering. So um, James Robinson and Gallup, both goose old lick. Um, that hurts. James Robinson was being prepared to be traded uh, yep. to the Jets. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of role he has there because um, – Obviously, they don't super trust Michael Carter. They wouldn't have made that move. Right. And I, I think Michael Carter's a better running back and definitely has more upside. He just can't hold on to the football. Um, so why not go get a sure thing in James Robinson? Going to be interesting to see how the Jets play that out. Um, you know, Michael Carter still gets a lot of looks, even with Brees Hall and his emergence. So I'm kind of interested to see what they're going to do with James Robinson, but I I could see five to ten points from him this week, like definitely in goal line situation. So that's going to be interesting to look out for. Um, you know, Lick falls to two and five. Weston moves back up to the winning uh, winning record with a four and three record, and we're moving on to uh, the next matchup. Yeah, so uh, let's look at – I said the second closest matchup. I think let's look at the closest matchup. It was uh, Jordan getting a big win over Connor, both of them three and four now. Yep. And, Charles, this one was a really exciting matchup because for pretty much all of Sunday, it looked like Connor was going to kind of roll away with this win. And, you know, out comes Mr. Austin Eckler beast 30 uh, 30 almost 31 points had 30 points only had 31 rushing yards two total touchdowns um really like what i've seen from juju smith schuster the last three weeks i think mahomes yep. has found his new favorite wideout target yep I, you know and, obviously Kelsey's he's big boy. he looks big he looks bigger than he ever did on the steelers yeah yep yep it's that kansas city barbecue bro <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um, you know, Mike Mike Evans with a solid week at 14. Damian Pierce still continuing um, to to try to get that rookie of the year at 13.7 points. Nice little addition of, of Christian McCaffrey just absolutely getting traded on a Wednesday and still getting seven points. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I think he'll be good. Um, for the Niners. They're going to get him in super involved. That was just a little at three days after getting traded game. That's nuts. He had eight yep. carries. Yep. And, and uh, you know, I feel bad for, for Connor. You know, if he, if he plays DJ Moore, he might he might have been closer. It, it, 
still would have lost because if you look at kind of how he had to plug it in, uh, he wasn't going to have, you know, Amron St. Brown coming off a bye week, you got to play him. He just didn't really produce because he had the, the concussion thing really, really killed him. But, you know, Chubb's yeah. still doing what he does. Uh, you know, Benjamin with a huge week for for old Connor. And then Brian Robinson Jr. getting 10 points. That's all you could really ask for for a running back in the flex position. So, you know, not a bad week from Connor and 104 points in, in this season of fantasy. That usually can can get you a win. I mean, we just haven't seen a lot of points like we we typically do. At least it feels that way, Charles. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I'm with you 100. percent I think uh, you know, looking at and you, it's funny you mentioned the concussion thing for Amon's uh, St. Brown. Um, yeah, they they I saw something that said that like it was a way like a certain body you know, part moved and it was, you know, something about the concussion protocol and this whole Tua thing, man, it's a, it's a ripple effect across, you know, how it affects as, some of this as fantasy. It should be, as it should be. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree there. Um, but just saying, you know, 0.9 from him. I mean, even if he stays in and has a decent game, you know, it's, it's really close and, like you said, it was an exciting matchup. Both teams scored over 100 points. I think that was the only game that this happened. Yeah, and and Charles, one thing I, I heard a crazy story on a story on part of my take this morning, um, from John Cruck. Remember John Cruck, Sorry. former uh, former Phillies '90s Phillies player. You know, he's on baseball tonight for forever. Um. Had like a little Jerry Curl mullet. You remember John Cruck? Yo, hell yeah, dude. He was a big boy. Yeah, yeah. So he was on the the PMT today, and he had a crazy story about CTE and its effects. He used to he used to be in this. Tim McGraw used to put on this event for for Tug McGraw, um, his dad every year, and. Basically, there was like a skeet shooting tournament. And so this is how like much of a winner, like they don't make people like this much anymore. So Joe Montana is invited to this and he doesn't know how to skeet shoot. So he has somebody build him a skeet shooting range in his backyard in (laughs) California. And for like six, seven months, he is going and practicing hitting clays. And gets to the to the tournament, and it's like best out of five, right? Right. He hits his first four. Boom, 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 boom. Shit. Fifth one goes in, and he misses it so far right. He shoots the, the, the rifle or shotgun so far right when the clay was moving left. And John Cruck goes up to him and says, how'd you miss it that bad after hitting four straight like that? And he's like, I've had, I have so much damage from like CTE and head on collisions and stuff playing football that every now and then after a few, you know, hits to my like body, my eyes automatically just dart to the right. So I was aiming where my eyes were, my art, my eyes just go straight to the right. And John Cook's like, Thank God nobody was standing out there. You'd have killed him. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it would have direct hit, hit to the head. Like that's that's scary, man. Yeah. It's, and that was, man, and that was before you know some of these guys have gotten so like freakishly big. I mean, some of the guys today, I mean, they could just destroy your whole life in a second. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. Exactly. And and those helmets back then, I mean, you're practically playing with a foam roller. You That's know. fair. So, but yeah, this just kind of crazy to go back. Long story short about the um, concussion protocols and whatnot. No, it's, a, it's, it's definitely something that's becoming more and more prevalent in, in today's society with, you know, maybe, you know, especially with the game of golf growing and uh, over the pandemic and, you know, more people are, you know, obviously con- golf is like the anti-contact sports. I mean, it's funny body contact, should I say, but um, still got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Got to keep your head on a swivel and you want to make good contact with the ball, but not with your body per se, or at least getting mm-hmm. hit. Um, but between that and just all this stuff, I mean, it's definitely makes sense that, you know, like kids, less kids, I feel like are playing football and maybe I'm not right about that, but I feel like less kids are, are being, um, I don't know, thrown into situations. Like maybe when, when I first started playing football in like sixth grade, it was like, yeah, just knock this fucker out. Like that's, that's kind of how it right. right. Of course I had Donnie Mills as a coach. So if that tells you anything. Oh, the old Mills clan. But, yeah, man. So, with this matchup, Jordan moves to three and four. Connor is now on a three-game schneid, as you so eloquently put it. Uh, and he falls to three and four. So, let's look at uh, let's look at Craven, who continues to dominate. Um, and he, he won 115 to 88, we'll call it. Um, Craven, uh, Josh Jacobs, man, like I cannot have anticipated him having this kind of year. He's number four in fantasy running back, and he's already had his bye last three games 32, 28, 35, 28 carries, 21 carries, 20 carries. You cannot buy that kind of guaranteed usage, and to come from him is insane. Right. It's insane. Like when he first picked him in CEH, I was like, ah. but. Man, it's working out for him. And then on the other side, you mentioned Brees Hall earlier, RIP. That is sadness. Um, I know you got him in our little dynasty league. So, you know, you're going to be holding him, obviously. You're not going to cut him. Um, Vic may have to hold him because this is a keeper league. So somebody could get a little cute um, if you move to free agency. Um, But, you know, Vic slips to four and three. uh, And, you know, other than that, I mean, it really wasn't that close. Craven just – is on a fire roll. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it, really. Yeah, big, big week. And like you said, man, Josh Jacobs is definitely for the people. Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. I mean, his name is mine too. <laughs> uh, he is for the people. He's 35 points. He's playing for a contract. Shout out to him. Huge week. Uh, Craven continues to roll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's on fire. Six and one, first place in the league. Um, and let's look at uh, let's look at Allen taking on Nunnery this week uh, or last week. He was he was two and four, needed a win bad. One got to three and four. Nunnery slips to two and five. Right. Um, Nunnery only scored sixty four points. Allen eclipsed a hundred, and uh, and Nunnery started a guy on by. 
Yeah, head head wasn't in the game. I know he's focused on elections coming up November eighth. Everybody get out and vote. Not for Sherry Beasley. So, yeah, I mean, Allen and Charles, you know, he only had 105 points, but I think he had the most complete team um, effort this week. He's yeah. He got 18 from Trevor Lawrence, 15 from Henry, 12 from Montgomery, 13 from Judy, Hopkins with 15 in his uh, comeback, Raheem Mostert, 18. C.D. Lamb, eight. I mean, you can't ask for more production across the board than Allen got. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it was just like consistent team effort, like you said. I mean, you just you just went through it. It was everybody Tyler doing Boyd, 27 on the bench. On the bench, yeah. I think he could be startable, especially on bye weeks. I mean, they're going to let Burrow sling the rock. Right. Boyd, is, as a third option, is better than some teams number one or two right now. Right. So, um, so yeah, let's look at, uh, I think, let's see. I think we've only, yeah, we've only got one matchup left. I, I was uh, avoiding the pod wars so that we could talk about it last. Um, I'll let you start. I, we, we knew what was going to happen. I mean, there was nothing really, you know, much to say other than that. You know, Etienne seems to be coming into his, his own. You know, right now he's technically a rookie uh, since he missed all last year. So it's it's nice to see him kind of emerge. And, and then, you know, with them getting rid of James Robinson should be sky's the limit for him. Not a bad yes. week for Mixon and Higgins, uh, you know, and then George Pickens with another huge week with 15. It just, uh, you know, Charles, I just kind of ran into a buzzsaw because um, for the second straight week, you had Burrow Chase duo absolutely obliterate me i mean that's 70 80 points almost right there with uh 43 from burrow 30 from chase and then ramon j stevenson with with damian harris out uh you know even though he came back i I think it's stevenson's backfield to lose right now you know that right there that wins you the week yeah it was insane it was uh it was awesome. I was happy to see it. And, uh, you, you know, at the same time, you, uh, I've got uh, I've got Mike Williams about to go out for at least four weeks. So, we'll see I how know. I can navigate that. that. But he did get you a touchdown before. Yeah, right you before. You bastard. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was uh, – that's, that's everything from last week. And – um we've uh we've got our guest on the line uh before we go into the preview for this week and we've already uh we've already told you who it's gonna be but uh paul how the hell are you hey guys how's it going it's going great what you been up to man man just working my life away and trying to win some fancy football games yeah i heard you just about to enter your fourth dynasty league uh, I am, you know, really looking forward to it. Got a preview of the team. Can't wait to tear it down and rebuild it. Yeah, Paul, I'm excited for you to join it. It's, it's been a fun league so far, and, and the guy you're replacing didn't draft a bad squad, so you're kind of rolling into something that can be promising. So, um, yeah, glad, glad, uh, glad to be in two leagues with you and Charles and Mooney and Licks. Uh, who would have thought? Not me. Yeah. Got to, <laughs> got to get the squad back together for round two. But, uh, you know, I've seen the squad. It looks legit. You know, got some older players, got some young players. But uh, 
definitely got to go out and, and make some trades to be good for next year. Fun part of Dynasty. I love it. Well, speaking of trades, Kyle mentioned to our listeners uh, earlier that he, he may or may not want to. I got a live, live I got a live trade scenario for you right here, Paul. All right, let's hear it. Are you ready for this? Yep. All right, I've got um, Devontae Adams. No, excuse me. That was not it. I've got Michael Pittman, Kenneth Walker, and Leonard Fournette. Four. Joe Mixon. Um. George Pickens and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pass, man. I appreciate the the thought that you put into that, but uh, we're we're miles and miles apart. Yeah, um, and actually, on the ESPN trade app, it says you win that trade. So uh, it, it's... <laughs> that shows that shows you how good is that Watson or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's IBM Watson. It says yeah. that. For the season, you would have three point six um, more points than than I do if if the trade were to happen. So, um, yeah, that's because you got to equate a quarterback's points scored, how much more he's scoring than your average running back and wide receiver. Oh, okay, okay. That's the mind that see that that's that's Watson. ESPN's is twice. <laughs> it's it sucks, it's but Watson. I'm in dire need of a receiver right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to get rid of Mixon, but I, I've got to get a running back in return. Man, I'm I'm pretty happy with my squad where it's at right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I like would, your team. You're you're sitting in uh, fourth place. I would be happy. Yeah, in a good spot, man. And I can't wait for the Combs uh, cousins to battle for Sacco. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I, <laughs> you know, I don't think that I don't think it's going to even be close to that. I think if anything. It's between me, Nunnery, and um, and Connor. Maybe Lick. Maybe Lick. Maybe Lick. He's on the he's on a three game Schneid. <laughs> yeah, it, it should be a fun playoff. I think that uh, what uh, Vic said in the chat with everybody's points being lined up is pretty crazy. So that yeah. is nuts. And you know what? I mean, what's crazy is the two guys I'm talking to last year. Um, I was giving y'all shit because it was it was y'all two and Vic battling it out for Sacco. Yeah. So about the what about week probably about week eleven, week twelve, and then it became down to I'm pretty sure it came down to Charles and Vic at the very end. Yes. But I was, had to beat him week twelve. Yeah. It was a sure. Sk- that's for sure. Yeah. I was I, I remember uh, every, you know y'all three were definitely. Uh, you definitely turned it around this year. That's all I could say. Yeah. That's fantasy for you, man. Yeah, you're exactly right. So so Paul, speaking of the outlook this year, how do you how do you see things playing out right now, uh, going into week eight for your squad? Yeah, so I got I got Lick that I'm playing this week. Um, he has a couple guys on by, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pulling his squad up right now. On by, which is a huge blow to my team. Uh, he's got Herbert out. So, you know, we're both in the uh, missing our elite quarterbacks group, but it'll be an interesting matchup. I mean, it's a, it's a must win for Lick, I think, right here. Um, 
you know, I, I need to keep up in the standings with Charles and Mooney and uh, keep chasing Craven at the top of the board. So it should be a good matchup, but um, could go either way. I think my matchups are a little bit better than his. So we'll see how things play out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. I think, uh, I think that you can get a win this week. I hate to say it because Lick needs a win bad. But as good as Kenneth Walker has been, and uh, and I'm excited. I don't know about you, Paul. Let me let me get your opinion on this. Are you optimistic with uh, Ellinger coming in with Pittman? Um, How do we look, feel I about think that? that? You know, you just got to get playmakers the ball seven eight times a game at the wideout position, and as long as he gets seven eight targets, you know, I think he'll be fine. I think they are they've got to find ways to get him the ball. Paris Campbell isn't gonna keep putting up 20 points a week um he's just not that player for him so I think I think Ellinger will be okay do I think he'll be better than Matt Ryan I mean we're gonna find out I mean are, are the Colts back um but you know <laughs> well, that division well, sucks is still anybody it's just like the NFC South yeah I mean they're not the best division but you know they're still they still need to get back to running the football with Jonathan Taylor oh my god so, yeah I mean, uh, I'm going to say hot take. I'm going to say Pittman has over 15 points this week. Uh, I've done the math. Sam Ellinger played at Texas. He's a Longhorn. He now plays for the Colts. The Colts, <laughs> the Longhorns, you find him on a farm. He's familiar with that. Boom. Hashtag manalytics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, all you're talking is a, a touchdown and four catches for, you know, 50 yards. So, you know, not not far off right there. Well, assuming you win, that puts you at five and three, which puts you in a great spot, um, you know, that far into the season. Definitely takes some of the quote-unquote stress out of it. But got to ke- keep grinding nonetheless. Um, so, Paul, do you just want to – go through the the preview this week real quick with us and and give your uh, predictions with us yeah let's do it all right um so i guess we just talked about your and licks matchup so <laughs> yeah i mean um, i got me i got me you know i got me coming out on top i'll figure out who i'm gonna play at quarterback i think i win yeah. you know 115 and i'm not crazy about licks matchup and he puts up 85 okay all right what do you say kyle um i i think I do like the matchup, uh, you know, side of things for Paul this week. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. I don't know if 115 is going to be the score, but I think it's going to be somewhere between like 104 to like 95, uh, maybe like 92 for Lick. I like Jameis coming back. I don't know if he if he plays this week. If he doesn't, you know, easy plug and play on a quarterback situation. I think. Did somebody pick up Daniel Jones? I haven't looked. Yes, Lick has it. Actually, okay. that's what's funny. Oh, somebody, somebody. Oh, I see. Licked it. Okay, I see it down here on his on the bottom of the roster. Um, so yeah, Lick. so yeah, mine hasn't. I don't know if he's changed the lineup, but mine hasn't shown that. So you know, I like Jameis being able to air it out with with the with the Raiders if he does play. Uh, if not, I don't think the that quarterback situation is going to be, you know, too much of a drastic difference with Daniel Jones. I, th- I think the Seahawks actually win this week against the Giants. So, 
And then you kind of look at the running back situation. You know, he's having to play James Robinson. I don't think James Robinson's really going to do much more than what he's done the last two weeks in, in Jacksonville, especially, you know, just coming to the team. So it's going to be some small packages there. I like Aaron Jones over four nets, you know, but I don't know how much of a difference that makes. And then just looking at Paul's, you know, receiving core, Adams and Pittman right there is what wins him the week. Add in Kenneth Walker, and I think that's what gets it done. Yeah, that's a that's a good three-headed monster there. And then, you know, you've got Kittle tied in, assuming he keeps going. And, I mean, he, he, I've always thought he had a good team. Even when his record wasn't that good, talking about him like he's not here. Paul, even when your record <laughs> wasn't that good, I, I thought that your team was very solidly set up. And then getting Kenneth Walker in the position he's in was just a bonus. But, I mean, he was soon to break out anyway. He is a stud, so. Um, I've got Paul to win this week too, so we can move right into the next matchup, um, which is Nunnery going against the Mooney Tunes. Mooney Tunes is coming off a brutal week because of buys, so he's looking to eviscerate Team Nunnery, and um, you know I think that's what he's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, no, I I completely agree. I mean, you got uh, a double head or triple head monster and Josh Allen. Cup and AJ Brown, and he throw in solid running back and Dalvin Cook, and Lord knows Taysom Hill can go off for twenty five at any given point. Um, yeah, especially against the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, just way too much upside on uh, on Mooney's team to to not go with him. And you know, who knows what Tom Brady's going to do? Cream Hunt, love him, but how many touches is he going to get? Um, yeah, just too much Mooney this week. Yeah, for me, I actually think it's not going to be an abs- absolute beatdown. I, th- I think it's going to be a lot closer than any of us expected. And I say that because I, you got, you know, prime time Sunday night football. You got Buffalo versus Green Bay. Green Bay struggling. Buffalo, are they the best team in the league? Probably so. There's not really a clear-cut dominant team this season. I think it's really – anybody's game come playoffs but I think it's I think that game is going to be a little bit closer than we expect I don't know if Josh Allen is going to put up 24 points like he's been doing so I think right there and then you add in Tom Brady who I think gets about 18 like he's projected I think that's even I think Singletary and Cook is going to be an even matchup I think Kareem Hunt wins the A.J. Dillon matchup and then look out for DK and look out for Cooper. He could outscore one of those receivers with those guys. Uh, I think it comes down to Taysom Hill versus Hunter Henry. And whoever wins that matchup, I think wins by about six or seven, maybe ten points. I think it's a lot closer than we expect. Well, do you want to set a line for the Josh Allen points and do a pod bet? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say he's under 21 points this week. Okay. Uh, so you want to set it at 21 and a half? Yep. I'll take the over. You'll take the under. Perfect. And and, and I, I predicate this, guys, also with Nunnery changing Hollywood Brown out and adding in uh, either Mooney or – Devontae Parker. So I mean or or Curtis Samuel. 
as, oh. as long this whole prediction is void if Nunnery does not change his lineup. But our line is still not void. Oh, the, the Josh Allen line is still the same. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, so what are, that that Josh Allen line should be like twenty five points. I mean, <laughs> he hasn't not, gone. Oh. He hasn't gone <laughs> under twenty six all year. A Packers defense that continues to struggle, and they're going against the best quarterback in all football. I mean, I mean they. Uh, are the Packers' defense struggling? I don't know if you watched that game Sunday, but they returned an interception for a touchdown. They actually had a um, a fumble return. Their for defense a scored more than their offense. Man, that's uh, awesome. They had that a, was against. Uh, they they had, had a. I'm not finished. They had a fumble return for a touchdown. Awful call on a holding, 15 yards downfield that got turned back. They had another interception. Um, Defense didn't play that bad. It's the offense that's struggling. As a Packers fan, I know you guys are used to struggling, but, um, you know, <laughs> this is something I'm getting adjusted to. So, Well, I will say in your defense that the Packers are, like, fifth against quarterbacks as a fantasy. Yeah, I mean, they have the best cornerback in the league in Jair Alexander. I mean, as far as just physicality and coverage, you know, um, Trayvon Diggs, you know, definitely um, – you know he's he's highlighted because of the defense that's around him as well. But uh, he he's picked off a shit ton of of balls. But I think Jai Alexander is the most <laughs> sorry. He loves picking off them balls, man. <laughs> Jai Alexander is the most complete defensive back in the league, in my opinion. So and that's I agree with that. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's a good point. You know, I like the, I think the line is is more than fair, despite what Paul may think. Um, and we'll just we'll come up with a little side bet at some point as to you know what somebody may or may not have to do on the next podcast whoever wins or loses. yeah and and, and I'll also reiterate this um, the games in Buffalo if it was in Green Bay either way very similar terrain you never know in the end of October through fucking April what that weather is going to be like could be a run heavy game we just don't know so. That's another yeah. factor that uh kind of kind of putting in, especially at night when you got a little wind, you got a little you got a little snow, maybe you know you just never know. You never know. That's that is true. Um, well, let's move on to the next matchup. We've got uh Weston four and three versus Craven six and one. Um, Craven's got uh he made a trade for Khalil Herbert and Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis is already hurt. And he's going to be playing Khalil Herbert as uh, CEH is on by. He also has Kelsey on by. So, real get right spot here for uh, for Weston against the top dog Craven. Um, I think Weston wins this week and breaks Craven's little streak. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think Weston has the better team. Um, you know, Craven might be sitting in first, but uh, you know what a what was that trade? Um, I thought I thought Mooney dominated that one. Um, he just sent it to Mooney, and Mooney was like, "All right, bet," and accepted it. Yeah, I was I was a little taken aback that that one got through with with such little feedback in the group chat following when yeah. it happened. None. Um, I mean, just no feedback. Uh, but no, I mean it's uh, it should be a good matchup. I think that Jalen Hurts has been an absolute stud. That Pittsburgh defense is so so. Expecting another twenty five point game from him. Swift is finally back. Hopefully, he's healthy. Um, Justin Jefferson going up, going up against Arizona, you know, he's going to get 20, um, just too much, 
too much for uh, Craven's team this week without some without a big performance from Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek could turn any game in a heartbeat. So, yeah, Paul, I, I'm with you there, and and he could actually plug in James Conner instead of Pollard, and it could get even uglier. I think Craven maybe maybe sitting on his high horse a little too much. I mean, he's won 18, <laughs> 18 out of his last, like, 19 games or something's crazy. 18 out like of that. 20 now, yeah. 18 out of 20. Um, 90%. So I, I, think, <laughs> I think he's just a little too confident right now in his team. That trade didn't really make too much sense to me. Um, but I, I, I get when you win 18 out of your last 20, you're trying to get – as many wins as possible and it's addicting. So I understand that with that being said, I think, I think Weston wins handedly this week hurts uh, swift, scary Terry with, with Heineke as the quarterback, you got Jefferson going against the Cardinals. You got Waddle going against Detroit. I I mean, it, it could get, it could get ugly. It could get ugly real quick. I, I think, we don't see any type of sweat out from this game. Yeah. And hey, will I'm just curious. Will Chris Godwin stay in the flex as a Thursday night player? Well, tune in. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. So, let's look at uh let's look at Jordan Vikram in AI what I think is a very intriguing matchup. Um we've got two, you know, pretty solid teams. Jordan's definitely better than his team started out and Vikram's kind of backslid into a couple of losses after start, starting hot. Um, and, you know, both teams kind of have some some buy issues this week. And, uh, of course, Vikram lost Brees Hall for the year. Um, but, you know, Eckler sitting out on the other side for Jordan is, is huge. But that Gus Edwards pickup uh, could pr- prove clutch. Um, I, I'm not sure I have a beat on this one. What do you guys think? I can go. Um, I I think uh, I think Jordan wins this week. This is what Jordan does every fantasy season. He loses a couple questionable games early. He goes on a little bit of a run. He gets to the playoffs and fizzles out. I think we're seeing right now uh, with with Jordan and going against Vic, who's who's a little injured with this Brees Hall injury. I think this is part of Jordan's little run that he does every season. You know, McCaffrey going to be way, way, way more involved than he was last week. I'm going to call it now. Darren Waller gets in the end zone. Wow. If he plays. If he plays. If he plays. Really like what I'm seeing from rookie of the year, Damian Pierce. And then, you know, Kirk Cousins going against Arizona. You know, that's, I think, is going to be for sure points. Carolina defense don't sleep on it going against Atlanta with Mariota possibly, you know, banged up and whatnot. I'm not sure. Is he playing, guys? I think he's probable. He's listed okay. as questionable, but I think he's yeah. probable. Yeah. Anyways, I think Carolina's, you know, got a strong defense. I don't be surprised if they if they don't put up, you know, maybe ten points on uh, on Sunday at one PM. So I, I like that matchup for, for Jordan there. And, you know, we'll kind of see how Sanders does against uh, Pittsburgh defense. Interested to see how Andrews plays against, you know, Tampa, Tampa Bay. And, you know, with, with 
uh, Vic, excuse me, not Lick, Vic having to play two tight ends, one in the flex, one in the starting spot, kind of like the matchup a little bit better with uh, with Jordan this week. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm actually going Jordan, too. I think losing Brees Hall is devastating. I mean, you lose a, a top 10 running back and a guy that is trending towards the number one overall pick next year in redraft. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Miles Sanders guy. Uh, I think that Thielen, you know, he needs to get in the end zone for his point total to hit. Um, yes. Interested to see if Mark Andrews, you know, how he bounces back from his poor game. Um, you know, it's anytime you have two Philadelphia players pick which one is going to have the better game. I don't think both get double-digit points. Um, and that Jacksonville offense, I think, you know, could put up some points on the Broncos defense. So, you know, Christian McCaffrey it is – will finally be in sync and be putting up some big numbers, I think, this week, probably 20. I think yeah. Mike Evans has a big game against a weak Baltimore secondary that struggled this year. Um, you know, Damian Pierce continues to put up points week after week. So, I like Jordan in this matchup. Yeah, you guys convinced me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Jordan will, will win by a uh, – a, a closer margin than, than maybe what I'm led to believe by listening to you guys, but would you say a um, gut hair? <laughs> I think I would say uh, maybe a few gun hairs, um, okay. like a, like a, like a seven point victory, maybe a seven, eight, something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Um, so on to our second to last matchup of the week. Um, we got me going against, Allen, um, projections show that it should be a pretty good game, and, and I'd say I agree. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what to do with 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 my lineup with you know Mike Williams out, and there's a couple options I have, and and then on his side, you know, he's got Derrick Henry going against the Texans, and uh, you know, a couple other decent matchups. D Hop back, Mostert going against the Lions, so. Uh, uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. I feel weird picking my own matchup first. Yeah, so I, you, you threw me off with having your two best players in the flex spot. That that was unusual. <laughs> um, yeah, uh-huh. you know, I think that it it should be a close matchup. Um, uh, I'm curious to see if Michael Thomas finally plays. Uh, curious to see if CD can finally rekindle it with Dak. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than expected. Losing Mike Williams certainly hurts. I mean, that's 15 points a week that you just lost that you could plug and play. But then again, you just got Gabe Davis back off by, and, you know, yeah. he's not going to be covered by uh, Jair Alexander. So he's going to he's gonna have free reign and going to be targeted heavily on Josh Allen's route to a 30-point fancy day against Green Bay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Lord knows Mostert keeps putting up points for no reason. On a, on a Dolphins run game that's non-existent. So, you know, it should be interesting. I think that ultimately, uh, Charles, you're going to win the game. I think Deontay Foreman puts up, you know, a touchdown and goes for 15 carries for 70 yards. And wow, um, Sutton ends up, you know, getting in the end zone too. So I think overall you, you end up putting up 120, 125 points this week. Um, Jonathan Taylor bounces back. Jamar Chase ends up being a stud per usual. And uh, Allen probably falls in the 105-110 range. I think his team still puts up good points, though. 
Yeah, and and Paul Paul made some great points there, and I think like he said with uh, with I believe it was Jordan's team. I I think Allen's team is a little underrated from what the record is. I think he's got a better team than you know what he's shown this year, and. I like the matchups with Allen's team this week. I, I think Trevor Lawrence could have a huge week. I think Derrick Henry's gonna have a huge week. I, I really liked what I saw out of Chicago on um, on Monday night. So interested to see how Montgomery plays against a tough Dallas defense. Hopkins and that shootout of a game, what I think is going to be a shootout, is is going to be interested because. He, his first game back last week, I mean, he was targeted an unreal amount, more than I thought, put up some yeah. great points. Um, you know, and, and then going to, uh, you know, Charles's squad, I'm interested to see how Stevenson performs with, with Harris being back for a second straight week um, after how they lost to the Bears Monday night. Are they going to try to switch up some things offensively? Do we see Zappy? Do we see more passing? That's an interesting uh, factor there. I don't think Deontay Foreman has 15 carries for over 70 yards, but, I mean, that would be cool to see. And then it's going to come down to Sutton and Davis versus Michael Thomas and C.D. Lamb. Who Of those guys, who's going to put up more points? That's who's going to win the week. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be about uh, Charles 109, Allen 107.6. Oh wow, that's a yeah. tight. That's a, it's going to be a sweat. Yeah. Um, and by the way, my, by the way, my lock of the week is Jordan over Vic. I, I meant to say that. Okay, uh, I'll take Weston over Craven. Okay. Okay. And my lock is going to be Mooney over Nunnery. Okay, like it, like it. <laughs> well, let's move on to this last matchup. Um, we've got two former Citadel employees. Uh, we've got myself going against Connor. Uh, what do you guys see from it before I go? Go ahead, Charles. Uh, well, I see I see uh, a close matchup is what I see. Um, I, I like Geno this week. Uh, like you said, I like the Seahawks to win this week. Um, I you know I like Lamar to you know kind of get right against the Bucks and not not anything crazy, but just you know. So I think that helps that he's not going to like go off. Um, no way James Robinson is immediately crazily involved. So I like Michael Carter as a play. Um, Pickens is being heavily targeted. So, and, and obviously ETN is the roof. The ceiling is the roof with him. Uh, um, but, and then, you know, if Damon Harris gets good reports all week, you know, I don't, if Bateman somehow doesn't play, then, then maybe you can plug him in or something. Um, on the other side, you know, Nick Chubb and Alave, I think, have big weeks this week. I think Chubb rushes well in the division for some reason. Uh, Alave going against the Raiders, uh, that could be uh, a lot of points there. Um, and, I, and I think uh, – but I think this game is going to be uh, won by, by Kyle because of the matchups and some of the way that his team sets up. I think it's going to be 103 to uh, 98 yeah, I mean, heck, if you had told me week three that Kyle's going to be two and five with his team, I'd be, I wouldn't believe you. Um, what bad luck with Kyle Pitts. I mean, Allen Robinson was one of my favorite players coming into the year. Yeah. Travis Etienne, I mean, is probably a top five running back the rest of the year now. Um, 
T Higgins at wide receiver 21, even though he's had an incredible year, probably missed a game. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be extremely close. I think Connor's team is a lot better than three and four. I think Connor belongs in the playoffs and makes the playoffs and probably beats someone in the first round. Um, but I think Connor ends up winning this week. Um, I think he ends up going off. I think Lamar ends up putting a, a 30 piece up against Tampa with his legs. Um, Najee's been disappointing, but Chubb should have a good strong week in Cincinnati. Amon Ra finally back from his fake concussion. Olave continues to get 10 targets a game. DJ Moore, it seems like the Panthers finally want to throw to him. I mean, I think it's going to be a higher scoring week. I think both teams put up over a hundred. Um, I think, Connor just goes off for like 135 and, and one's 135 to 110. Um, so I, I, I totally agree with Paul. I think, I think Connor does win this week and I, I think it's based off of matchups. I do think it's going to be particularly close. Um, but when you look at Pittsburgh versus Philly, you've got two, just two Pennsylvania teams just grinding it out. Um, that's always scary. Then you go look at, Cleveland versus Cincinnati. That that's two Ohio teams grinding it out. I think it's going to be a run heavy game. I think it's going to be an ugly game for both. You know, you got fans from the same state. It's going to be traveled well. It's going to be packed in both stadiums. Um, but I just like the matchups better when it comes to Harris and Chubb more so than Mixon and Higgins. And you know, you look at Lamar going against the, you know below average Tampa Bay team right now, that's a nice matchup to have. Uh, and then, you know, I just don't think I got enough this week, it, you know, with Bateman is, is too much of a question mark. And I, I think what wins it is going to be um, Amron St. Brown coming back. I think he's pissed off. I think he's going to want his targets. And I think he's going to want to prove like, hey, what I started out with the first four or five weeks of the season it's still legit. So I think that's what wins Connor the week. I, th- I think if you take out Amrath St. Brown and you were to plug in Hunter Rivro, Connor would, w- would win by maybe one or two points. I think Amrath St. Brown is what wins, uh, wins Connor the week. All right. Well, that is all the matchups. It's a very important week as we move ahead and we're surging into the second half of the season. Um, real quick, we talked about both liking the Seahawks this week. Um, but I will say that I, and I think my NFL lock of the week is, uh, is going to be the, uh, over in the, uh, Raiders saints game. Okay. Um, I think it's like right at 50 or like 49 and a half, which I realize is a little high, but uh, I think it hits. Paul, what you got? You got a, you got an NFL lock of the week? I'm looking at them right now. Um, you know, I'll go with the Jets winning money line versus uh, the Patriots will be my lock of the week. I like that pick. That's a Love sneaky. It. That's a sneaky good pick. My lock of the week is going to be the under in the eight twenty Sunday night football Bills Packers game. Um, fun, fun little betting nugget. Most of the time, uh, it's like over 50, 60% that you see a team favored by more than 10 points in an NFL game. Uh, 
take the under. So I'm taking under 47 and a half. This is Aaron Rodgers' first game being uh, being uh, double digit a, underdog, being a dog by more than ten points. So another little factor to look into on this one. I think this game intrigues me more than it should for as as bad as the Packers have been the last four weeks. So um, that's that's my lock of the week: the under forty seven and a half Bills Packers. All right. I like them. I think we uh, we can sweep this week. Um, if we don't, then maybe at least I'll win the Josh Allen bet. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. I think, like, the loser should just have to, um, you know, maybe film themselves doing – Hey yo. Uh, something, <laughs> something like hey uh, yo, hey yo. <laughs> I was gonna say filming themselves like you know doing doing something. I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> like trying a hot sauce or some shit. I don't know. But All right, I got, All right <laughs> I got one. All right, I got one. Um. Loser. Loser has to film themselves taking <laughs> <laughs> have taking. to film have to film themselves taking um three straight shots of the liquor of their choice. Like right. immediate, like back to back to back? Back bike to bike to bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We talking about uh, our, our we talking about our picks for the week, or are we talking about our betting? Oh, Josh Allen. The week? We're talking about oh, the the, uh, the little Josh Allen one against uh, Charles and I. Oh, I can't wait to see that. All right. Um. Uh, I, I agree. All right. I awesome, agree. Guys. Well, everyone can look forward to, and what we'll do is is we'll uh, you have to take the shots and film film yourself right before the podcast. We'll post oh, the podcast. I love, I love it. And then right after the podcast post, we'll post the video and say, hey, this is just what you were listening to, guys. All right. That sounds good. Paul, All man, right. great to hear from you. Thanks for getting on the pod this week. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you the rest of the season. Yeah, guys, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and best of luck. Thanks, man. Later. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Well, that wraps up our guest, Paul. Uh, Charles, what do you got this weekend? You got anything fun planned? Oh, we're we're just having the Halloween party here Saturday. It's going to be a great time. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Kaylee's throwing a Halloween party, and I'm going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else from the the league going to be able to make it uh, to attend? Uh, yeah, so uh, there's going to be two league members here. Uh one of them, well, besides me, one of them is going to be uh, the Mooney Tunes, and then we've got uh, Team Big Lick uh, from the Raleigh crew. Very nice. You'll have to uh, get a group pick for the uh, for the group me, and uh, be sure to send it on Saturdays within everybody in their costumes. That's a given. It's going to happen. Well, before we uh, before we sign off, what are you doing and, this week? And uh, yeah, I'm actually I got a golf tournament. Um, it's actually going to be Ryder Cup kind of style, so it's going to. I'm Team World uh, going against Team USA, 
and the front nine is going to be match play. You have to finish four beers. You have to take a shot of fireball, and um, it is match play the front nine. Then you get to the back nine. You have to take a shot of fireball. You have to drink four beers, not, you know, just throughout the round. Right. Um, so that's eight beers, two shots of fireball. And then the back nine is going to be every other ball. So you'll take the best ball off the tee and then whoever's ball it wasn't, that person will play. And uh, scores will get tallied. There's prizes at the end. And afterwards, um, our buddy is going to be hosting everybody back at his place for a cookout and uh, hopefully a championship celebration, which will lead into a Halloween party there. And so, um, yeah, we got a, got a little Halloween party myself. Awesome. Well, that'll be a spooky little weekend for the both of us. Hopefully we survive. Yeah, and if anybody else is dressing up and, and wants to share – uh, their costumes, whether you're in the league or not in the league, uh, feel free to reach out. We'll make sure to share them. And uh, Charles, man, have a great rest of your week. And uh, we'll uh, good luck to everybody else in the league. You too, and uh, and same. And and side note, before we sign off, if there's any of you listening that's not in the league, seek help. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>